Hello, I'm Pastor Joe Castillo of All Nations International Fellowship, coming live to your device all the way from Beijing, China. Enjoy this podcast while you're driving your car, maybe doing household chores, or even your morning devotion. As you join us today, I trust the living Word of God to touch your life. His name is Yeshua, and He is Lord of all. Check us out online at anif.cc. I've been here since November. Uh, first visit to the church it was a night to honor Israel. Mm, that's right. A very nice concert there. And then in October, I met Dr. Miller mm. at our embassy. And he asked me to come and visit. So I came over to visit in November and I stayed. Okay? Should I say why I stayed? Yes, please. <laughs> I'm also curious. You're curious. You have a good pastor. Oh, yeah. 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 I want to honor the man of God. Go to a church where the pastor calls people by name. Amen? Amen. That is a very important mark. Go to a church where people are called by their name. And I like what you do. He knows almost everyone by name. And it's rare. And then when someone calls him from Shandong, my son is in a coma. He flies. He goes there to pray. Go to a church where your pastor will come when you call. I don't think you're too busy, are you? I'm very busy. But he makes time to be there. So, Pastor, thank you very much. And please keep up the good work. We pray that God will bless you. Amen. Amen. I've been a Christian now since 1989. And uh, I've known the Lord since then. I have come to know him and I still get to know him. But I know that God is real. Amen? Amen. And my desire, my prayer is that everyone should have that personal walk with the Lord. It's good to be part of a crowd. It's good to join in the fun when everyone is having fun. But there comes a time when you have to walk alone. You and your God. Amen? Amen? And that is where your knowledge of God becomes important. Do you know him or you have heard about him? Amen. I came to know the Lord in 1989 and uh, one thing led to another. In 1993, I entered entered Bible College. I came out in 1995, served in the chaplaincy from 1996 to 2011. Now, what it is, is when I joined the army, we didn't have chaplains in the army. And I asked one of my instructors, when I finish my training, can I be a chaplain? And he said, why not? So in 1996, I went into the chaplaincy. In 2008, we had it fully established. So I left back into the mainstream. 
And that is how come I'm in China now as defense attaché. But I haven't stopped preaching. Because God has given me the gift. And when I'm asked to speak, to teach, to preach, I do. Because that is a gift that God has given me. It's not a job. It is my life. Amen? Amen. So, this morning, I'll be speaking about growing in financial responsibility. Amen? Amen. Uh, And I'll explain why. A few weeks ago, the elder stood in church, if you remember, and he said we needed to up our giving because the rentals for the place we're meeting were going up. And uh, he said we're struggling in finances. I don't believe it is God's will for the church to struggle in finances. It is God's will that the church should have abundance, that when people come to the church, they should find abundance. But if the church is struggling in finances, it may be an indicator that God's children are struggling in finances. That also is not God's will. Amen? Amen. God does not want you to struggle where finances are concerned. He wants you to walk in abundance. But the problem is, how do you get to that position where you are walking in abundance, you have God's resources at your disposal, and when the pastor says, we need money for this, you're able to give. I know it is stressful for the man of God to stand here and say, can we give for this, can we give for that? That is not God's will. But that's the way it's done today, and I don't think it's correct. That you should be hit over the head every day. I believe people should give cheerfully, freely. And I believe after people have given, they should have enough left for themselves and for others. Amen? So, if uh, you don't have enough to give into the work of God, to meet your own needs and to meet the needs of others, you have not yet grown. You have to grow. You understand what I'm saying? Imagine when Jesus was doing ministry. If every day he had to struggle and beg and ask for donations and put out an ad. You know, we'll be preaching next week to 5,000 and there are not enough loaves and fishes. Could you please bring baskets so that we can have something to give to the crowds that will come? That wasn't God's will for him. But what has happened today? Why is it happening? Could it be that maybe we haven't grown? Could it be that maybe we are not listening to what God is saying and we don't know what God is able to provide to us? So I'll speak off cuff. I don't have any notes. I'll share from the heart. And I pray that by the time we finish... Someone will have been blessed. Let's pray. Father, thank you for being with us this morning, for your Holy Spirit, for your word, for the blood of Jesus, for the presence and the ministry of your Holy Spirit. Thank you, Lord, for each and every person hearing here. I pray as I speak, help me. Give me the unction to deliver your word, that it may touch our hearts, that it may change our minds, that it may change our walk. 
In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Let's start from Genesis. Now, we'll have to be very fast. Genesis chapter 28. Very common scripture. Welcome, please join us. Genesis chapter 28, verse 20, And Jacob vowed a vow, saying, If God will be with me, and will keep me in this way that I go, I will, and will give me bread to eat, and raiment to put on, so that I come again to my father's house in peace, then shall the Lord be my God. And this stone which I have set for a pillar shall be God's house, and of all that you shall give me, I will surely give the tenth unto thee. We know the story of Jacob. Uh, a crook, he swindled his brother of the birthright. And the brother is so angry with him, and the father decides it's not safe for you here. Go out to your uncle and stay there for a while. So Jacob comes to this place called Bethel, where he spent a night, and he had an encounter with God. And in the morning, he vows this vow. If God will be with me and keep me, if the Lord shall be my God. Of everything that he gives me, I will give a tenth. Now, I find it strange that Jacob here says, then shall the Lord be my God. Was God really his God or not? I think up to this moment, Jacob knew about God. He lived in Isaac's home. Isaac spoke about God, and Jacob knew about God, but he had not yet come to know God. When Rebekah came to him and said, your father is about to bless your brother, you go, kill an animal, bring it, I'll prepare the soup, you take it to your father. When Jacob went to Isaac, Isaac asked him, he says, you're back so soon, how did you find this animal? You know what Jacob said? says, your God brought it to me quickly. He was saying to Isaac, your God brought it to me. Not my God, he says, your God. So he, he really didn't have that experience. He knew it in theory. He heard people talk about it. He heard Isaac spoke about it. So when Isaac was asking him, where did you get this animal from? He says, it's your God who gave it to me. And... That is the situation that we find ourselves in today. We have many in the kingdom, but not many who know God. That's right. And it is important that before we start talking about God's provision, God's blessings, uh, God's abundance, we need to ask ourselves, is God my God? Slap your neighbor on the back and ask him, is God your God? Is God your God? When did you come to know God? When did you come to know God? Or were you brought up by your parents in the ways of God, but you've never 
come to know God. Each one of us must have a separate and personal experience with God. Yeah, right. Amen. 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 Back in Zambia, when we did foundation class, we came to a stage where each person would come to the front of the class and give his testimony. I don't know if you do the same here. This is the way my life was before I came to Christ. This is how I met Christ. This is what happened when I met Christ. And this is what my life has been like since I met Christ. That is not an exception. It's the rule. You should be able to stand up and say, this is how I met Christ. And this is what happened when I met Christ. And this is how my life has been after I met Christ. If Jacob had not had this experience with God, I think he would never have survived where he went. But because he met God and he walked with God, he was able to overcome the difficulties that he found with his uncle Laban. I came to know God. I was dragged to church by my wife. I didn't want to go to church. I had a hangover. I said, I can't go to church. I have a hangover. I was drinking last night. She said, no, you're coming to church because I told people at church, you're coming this Sunday. I said, okay, no arguments. We will go to church, but I'm not singing. I'm not clapping. I'm going to sit at the back of the church. And that's what I did. I was seated at the back of the church. When people stood, I remained seated. When they were singing, clapping, I remained seated. But somewhere during the service, he came and he stood in front of me. I don't remember what was preached. I don't remember the words that were spoken to me. But all I remember that there was this person who was much bigger than I was. And I was guilty. You hear what I'm saying? I was guilty. And when they asked me to come to the front for prayer, I went. They prayed for me. I came out, I stood outside the church and I asked myself, was that real? Did they play a trick on me or what? I couldn't understand because it happened just like that. Was that real? Did they play a trick on me or what? I said, maybe it was real. Let me find out. And I made a decision to follow God since then. My life has never been the same. Thank you, Lord. Amen. How did you come to Christ? Do you remember? Is it still vivid? Was it real? Or maybe you were recruited, you were asked to sign a piece of paper. Have you had a separate encounter, personal encounter with Christ? Or you're walking in the shadow of someone else? If you haven't met him, you can still meet him today. Because this is where we begin with walking in God's abundance. God provides for his children. Yes, he does provide for those who are outside his kingdom. But the special privilege is for his children. Amen? Amen. Uh, I don't mean to be hard, but let me say this. He is serving God in China. He came from America. The very decision to leave his home in America and come to China and serve God, God will honor him above others. You understand? I'll explain this later. He is in the place where God wants him to be. 
And God is obliged to meet his needs. I'm not here because God called me to be in China. I'm here because the government sent me. And the government is obliged to look after me. You see what I'm saying? So, this is what happens in church. When pastor stands and starts talking about provision, you don't understand where he's standing with God. And unless you have an equal standing with him in God, don't expect to walk in God's provision like he walks in God's provision. It becomes difficult. You begin to push. You begin to struggle. But that is not God's will for you. God's will for you is to walk freely knowing God is my father and he will provide for me. Amen. Amen. So if you're struggling in your finances, ask yourself this question. Where's my relationship with God? In fact, let me say this. Are you trying to get things from God by your relationship with him or using a formula? Uh, A lot of techniques in the church today. You know, a lot of seven steps, a lot of techniques, steps to this. Okay, I won't say the other things. But I would prefer to get things from God because he's my father. That's good. Hope is my daughter. Christopher is my son. They don't use techniques to get things from me. (laughs) Hello? Those guys know how to plunder me. (laughs) Because they have no other source. I am the only source. Okay? And if God is your father, he is your source. You don't need techniques. He said, be like little children. Go to him and say, Daddy, I want. Hello? That's the parable of the prodigal son. Two sons in the same house. And one was slaving and laboring. And yet the father says, everything I have is yours. You can be in God's house slaving and laboring. And yet you don't know. That what God has is yours. Okay. Let's move on. So, this is Jacob, son of Isaac. Who was Isaac's father, Abraham. Now, what you need to understand is that when it comes to walking with God, if you are a child of God and you are walking with God, please understand God deals with us differently. Hello? In the time of Abraham, when you read in the Bible, I think in Genesis chapter 12, it says there was a famine. And Abraham went down into Egypt. Remember? Where he went and said his wife was his sister. Okay? That was God's dealing with Abraham at that time. Go down to Egypt. Because there's a famine. Leave the land, go to Egypt. In the time of Isaac, there was another famine. And I think in Genesis chapter 26... God says to Isaac, don't go to Egypt. Stay in this land and I'll bless you here. We had to stop the recording at that point, but you might be listening right now and you say, Pastor Joey, I wanted to pray that prayer. If I was there, I would have prayed with you. I'd like to pray right now, as a matter of fact. I'd like to give my life to Jesus Christ. I would like to have God in my life, and I'd like to know Jesus as my Savior and my Lord and surrender my life to Him. You know, repentance means to turn away from your way of doing things and to turn to God's way. 
we've done things our own way. Like they used to say in Alcoholics Anonymous and Narcotics Anonymous, when I did the 12 steps, they said, your best decisions and your best ways of thinking and your best ways to handle life have gotten you to this situation. And now it's time to trust a higher power. Well, there is no higher power than the God of all the earth. His name is Jehovah. And he sent his son Jesus to die for you. And through him, you can turn from your way of doing things to his way. And his way is the right way because he made you. And he made you for a purpose. And he knows exactly what you need to pull out your potential to forgive you of your sins, deliver you from the things that keep you away from God in a sin and death cycle. And if you'd open up your heart, to him right now, together with me, God can begin a new work in your life. So just pray with me wherever you're at, whether you're driving your car, whether you're at home, uh, wherever you are, just, just pray with me and repeat after me. Say, Father, I come to you now in the name of Jesus. I ask you to forgive me. Forgive me of my sins. Wash me in the blood of Jesus. I believe that your son died for my sins. And on the third day, he was raised from the dead. From this day forward, I belong to you. In Jesus' name, amen. If you prayed that prayer, I'd like you to contact me. And we can send you some more resources and materials that can help you start this new life. Because this is the first day of the rest of your life. Email me at joe at nationsabroad.com or email the church at nfcontact at gmail.com. And we'd love to speak with you and just correspond with you and put you on the right path. Maybe help you find some local churches there online or something, or maybe we know some pastors there that could follow up with you and help teach you the Word of God. Thank you for listening, and feel free to download the other podcasts and just feed on the Word of God.